0: All right, hello everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Two Gamers with Love Halloween special. Uh, on this episode, I'm really excited for this one because um, I really, really like the movie we're watching on part three, which is Halloween Three Season of the Witch. Uh, this one came out in 1982, which was the year I was born. Um, and I find this one to be really, really, really interesting because the decision was made to continue with the Halloween films, but do so without Michael Myers, right? Sort of the, the, the killer without Laurie Strode, without Michael Myers, they kind of left that whole world behind and tried something totally new. And, you know, later they would go back to the Michael Myers, Laurie Strode thing. But I, you know, I I applaud them for trying something totally different with this movie and for, you know, giving us something different. You know, I think it's neat. Um, And I really like this one. Another reason I love this one is because it's like pure 80s goodness. I'm super into like 80s stuff. Um, So this one has that sort of like 1982 kind of vibe to it. Um, Whereas the first two films, you know, had that late 70s kind of bell bottoms, you know, vibe. This one has more of like a Synth wavy video monitors, you know, since you know, uh, synthesizer sounds, kind of thing going on, and and I mean the music from the original Halloween was synthesizer music, but like, um, I like that about this movie. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Uh, I'm about to push play. So if you're watching along, uh, you know, I am pushing, I uh, hit the play button right now on the DVD menu, and we're now watching the uh, Universal Pictures. Uh title card, an MCA company. Alright, Halloween Season of the Witch. Halloween three. I, I, I'm excited for this one. This one's there's some creepy stuff in this one that I really like. So you gotta love you gotta love the title cards in the, the, the intro sequences in the Halloween movies. Th- this one <coughs> especially good. Um it's like a dot matrix CRT computer monitor. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, John Carpenter, Deborah Hill. Uh, I, I don't know. And, like, it's like, what is this computer monitor like? There's all this, like, distorted video stuff. I don't know. It's very, like, it's very video gamey It's very, like, 1980s-y. Like, it, it just has that 80s-ness to it, um, which I think is really, really neat. You know, and, I, and I'm not sure what the history is, and I should look it up. But, like, um, I think they kind of put Michael Myers to bed, right? Uh, from what I understand... The reason they changed kind of course here was because Myers was dead, right? That Laurie took him out at the end of part two, and 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 Loomis died, you know, kind of sacrificed himself to 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 help with that, and uh, or so we think, and um, you know, he's done, it's over, Mike, no more Michael Myers. They they finished that off. He he was killed, so they they were like, we're doing something different, but it's cool because it's still the Halloween, like franchise right like it's it's john carpenter it's you know the intro is is the same it's like like a digital version it's like a digitized version version of the zoom in on the pumpkin intro from the from the first two films perhaps not quite as menacing and creepy but i still think it's cool right like definitely a different take on it um so we're just seeing like the production designer and Oh, Dean Cundy is the director of photography on this. Dean Cundy did a lot of uh, photography direction for David Lynch. So there you go. How about that? We're talking about David Lynch on some of the other episodes, right? Like the connection here between like these movies and, and, and perhaps how these, you know, maybe these did influence David Lynch a little bit. Um, so now John Carpenter is a producer along with Deborah Hill on this film, um, after the success of the first two, you know, they became producers. And uh, written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Don't know who that is really, but um, that was, so John Carpenter did not direct this. And then we sort of begin to realize, oh, these these orange lines on this monitor are creating this little digital pumpkin. Uh, it's kind of this cutesy little pumpkin image. So, and then it starts to kind of just flash, 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 uh, So again, like a warning sign again, right? Like a, Like a flashing light at a railroad crossing. See that again. All right. So we fade in here. It's nighttime. We're underneath an overpass, Northern California. So, so right off the bat, we're in a different, we're not in Haddonfield, Illinois. We're in Northern California. It's nighttime. It's October as the, as the word suggests, Saturday, the 23rd. It's about a week before Halloween. And we see a figure just sort of sprinting out of the darkness. uh, Just, just running frantically away from something. It looks like someone's very scared. Um, and the sort of, like, music of the film kind of cues up, and as this figure gets closer, he's he's kind of got some of the stuff in his pocket, he's he's a little bit disheveled, we're not really sure what he's running from, and then all of a sudden, like, a car, a car headlights kind of careen over the horizon, and we realize this man's running away from that car that's sort of slowly following him. So, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting to kind of compare the motifs, right? Like, are we, are we? We might. We might not have Michael Myers, right? But we've got someone running away from a menacing, you know, slow-moving terror. Um, so this, this this guy is trying to get in. He's knocking on doors. Let me in. Let me in. You know, this car's coming. He's in some sort of like junkyard. It looks like uh, the car kind of stops for a minute out outside the junkyard and kind of looks in. And he kind of crouches down, hoping they don't see him. And in the car, it seems like there's two people in the car, and the car kind of moves on, slowly drives away. And so this guy is like, uh, we notice, you know, there's something in his belt loop, something orange, it looks like. And he's slowly kind of making his way through this junkyard, trying to get away from his pursuers. This whole while, this sort of, you know, intense kind of staccato music is played in the background. Oh, and then he realizes the car is coming back. And he continues to kind of hide. Kind of just kind of an intense scene, you know? Kind of a scary little scene of, you know, are they going to find me kind of terror? And the car pulls into the... It pulls into the... To the junkyard. Oh, and then we have a little bit of a jump scare. He turns and there's some guy in a business suit with gloves on. I mean, that's odd, right? Like, And this business businessman just strangles him to death the guy kind of tries to put up a fight he grabs a chain and he he's pulling on this this chain to like make a car start to roll down this hill which he successfully does and the car starts rolling and uh, <laughs> we see a, the, the guy doing the strangling is sort of s- that's there's no way there's no way that's going <laughs> to <laughs> Excuse me. That's such a weird death. There's no way a little car to smash smushing you like that's going to like kill you, but okay, sure, he kind of just he just had like bad nerves in his shoulders. he just got his shoulders smushed. Um So that guy, so he this this fellow escapes the first attacker, runs away as the second one kind of appears in frame. And we hear some thunder in the background. And the scene ends with a lightning strike and a rainstorm. One hour later. Now it's pouring rain. It's like a deluge. An old gas station exterior. The garage door is open. There's an old truck in the garage. And inside the gas station... There's someone, again, watching TV. We get this, this theme again, right? He's watching a show about Stonehenge. And the report is talking about the mysterious disappearance of a Stonehenge stone and the cycle of the moon. So that's kind of like some foreshadowing. All right. And then we get an interesting commercial on the TV. Halloween, Halloween. It's still Halloween. Halloween. Silver Shamrock. So it's a commercial for some kind of weird Silver Shamrock company who's selling Halloween masks. Yes, kids. You too. So they're fun, they're frightening. Silver Shamrock is selling. The three most popular kids' Halloween masks, a witch, a skeleton, and a pumpkin mask. Um, and the power kind of goes out, and the gas station attendant sort of looks around a little bit. Um, hears a noise. That's never good, right? In horror movies, you hear a noise. It's never good. Um, don't don't investigate the noise, right? We're, we're learning the rules, right? We're learning the rules that, that are referenced in Scream later, but... Interesting, we're what, like 10 minutes into this movie, not not a single line of dialogue has been spoken except for the announcer on the television. So the attendant is kind of just like confused. He's kind of like checking things out. He's like, what was that noise? I'm not sure, He's not sure. He's kind of looking around. Uh, and then he kind of steps outside for a second and pokes his head out into the rain a little bit. And, and then all of a sudden, the guy the guy we saw earlier who was running away brings an ominous warning they're coming they're coming and he dies i guess he just passes out or dies oh i guess he just passes out and uh he has in his hand this uh this this pumpkin mask it looks like and so him and the gas station attendant drive away and so we get a we get a halloween style shot right like behind the shoulder of like a guy who's like watching action happen, right? And he kind of pox, pops out of the side of the house. and it, But it's just a guy in a suit, right? So it's the same exact kind of trope or motif as what Michael Myers would do. It's just not Michael Myers. And dad's home. Hey, dad's home with his mustache. Wait a minute. Isn't that... Isn't that Annie from Halloween 1 that died, that got killed? Isn't that the same actress? She. So the dad brings home some Halloween masks. And the kids are like, yeah, these are all right, but mom got us silver shamrock masks. Oh, and they've got, those masks are so good. And so he gets a call on his on his beeper. I don't think that's the same woman, but it looks just, it sounds just like her. Um, so the kids plop down in front of the TV and the silver shamrock commercial comes on and they're just glued to the TV. Mom says, turn that down. So the dad apparently is a doctor and he's taking a call here and uh, he's like, "I, I gotta go. So he gets pulled away from his family and he has to go back to the hospital. <laughs> so the gas station attendant is is rightfully concerned that he's going to get blamed for this. And uh, he just lets them know that he only brought him here. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, it's a sad reality of the world. Wish it wasn't that way trying to change it folks uh and he's he's still got the ha- he still got the mask in his hand and he hears the tv commercial and it, it triggers him he freaks out this this guy that's on the stretcher and he says they're going to kill all of us all of us they're going to kill all of us so we got a little mystery uh, developing here right Who's going to kill us? Why is he so scared? What's this mask that he's got in his hand? So it's good. Some, some, some mystery is unfolding. Meanwhile, uh, outside of the hospital, I guess it looks like, we've got the creepy suit guy pulling up, looking in. This Having just watched Halloween 2, this hospital room looks literally exactly the same as the one that Laurie Strode laid in in Halloween 2, the whole movie. That's wild. I wonder if they like just use the same set. I mean, this hospital literally looks exactly the same (laughs) as the one from Halloween too. Or maybe all the hospitals look the same. Wow. Okay. And we get a a lovely little moment of sexual harassment uh, in the hospital. Doctor sexually harassing the uh, the nurse. You know, that's really totally screwed up. Um, uh, Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of problematic moments that we can identify throughout all of these films. So that should be fun. Um, Yeah, do do not sexually harass your your co-workers, folks, um, despite what you see in films. You really shouldn't do any of the things that you see in these films. They're just for fun. Uh, Well, that isn't for fun, obviously, but nor is murder or anything. So maybe fun is the wrong word. Anyway, uh, so... Yeah, it's creepy. I mean, I don't know. It's creepy in a different kind of way so far, right? There's no masked murderers but like who are these suit guys the doctor is clearly like you know content to sleep in the hospital apparently falling asleep with some gum in his mouth which is odd um and so the suit guys are just like creeping around with their tight black gloves nurse kind of humming as she walks down the hallway check it on the patients and stuff and here comes suit guy again it's interesting right like very similar shots the camera following closely behind the sort of looming threat right it might as well be michael myers just it's not right it's interesting oh interesting he's in room 13. and here's the suit guy we see his face now he just has an interesting looking face just sort of a middle-aged white guy and he's got like kind of his face looks like a skull And so he just puts his hand over the guy's mouth, and what's he going to do? Oh. Oh. Oh, he's just, like, pushing his eyeballs in. Brutal. Oh, what the flipping flip. Oh, what the shh. Oh, my God. What did he do to that guy? He just, like, pulled his face up. That's effed. That's effed up, guys. And that orange Halloween mask lays on the floor and he wipes his bloody... He just wipes his blood hands on the curtains in the room? What is that? That's just like, really? Eye-level curtains? You're going to just wipe your blood hands on them? Nurse shows up. What are you doing in here? And he just walks away. And then she discovers the dead body and screams and the doctor wakes up and he runs over Halloween music kind of kicks in. Doctor's charging through the hallways. The nurse is just like, she can't even speak. She's so traumatized by what she's experienced here. And the doctor rushes down the hallway chasing after the guy. He does kind of like the skip jump run start that a lot of people do in movies and stuff. Good camera work here, too. You know, that's not easy to, like, do a sprinting steady cam shot like that. Oh, what the F? So the mask guy, the Halloween guy, self-immolates. Oh, my God. What the hell? He just pours kerosene all over his body inside of his car in the parking lot and then lights himself on fire and just burns to death. So he... he what the hell? This doctor's like, uh, all right. What uh, what's that all about? Interesting. Another another you know, seventeen minutes into the movie and we've got a guy set on fire, burned to death. I wonder how quickly that happens in Halloween too. We should go back and check that out. But see again, we're getting these kind of same kind of tr- these same kind of motifs, right? Like death by burning. so he's he's he he's separated from his wife um it's, it's his ex wife and he's letting her know that something has happened at the hospital and he can't come get the kids and and she's clearly upset that that he can't take the kids um <clears throat> surrounded by police and fire firefighters, and and then he kind of notices the the Halloween mask on the counter, the same one that his no his kids didn't have the pumpkin one. His kids had the skull and the witch, but this is the pumpkin. And he notices this. He notices the silver shamrock brand logo. so many mustaches in this movie lots of mustaches in 1982 and then he, he kind of hears the guy echo his his voice they're gonna kill us the the patient who's now dead so this the next day sunday the 24th i guess the medical examiner with his pipe leaves the room everybody's got a mustache so many mustaches um And then I suppose this is the dead the dead man's wife or girlfriend or father, daughter. Okay. And she kind of sees him and she kind of reacts like very shocked because his face is all messed up. She's clearly upset her father has been killed. So the police officer sheriff Dalsmer thinks you know it's drug related some crazy guy on drugs killed him and then murdered himself and then the daughter leaves we don't even get her name she just leaves the medic, the the, the head doctor is just kind of consternated staring out the window at the at the car and then he's i don't know you know we're following this doctor guy around i guess he's kind of the main character and he notices that the the daughter's crying and upset so he wonders if he ought to go over and say something to her she, she looks over her shoulder at him and he kind of he has a creepy eye but he, he decides to just leave her be and continues on great great work great work doc so the next day in the coroner's office it's interesting how this movie's kind of paced out His name's Chalice. Interesting name. So they're discussing the murder. The doctor... Dr. Chalice is all concerned. He's like, just, just take, don't just, don't go through the normal channels. Just do this one yourself. And he's kind of like, this guy's like a little too friendly with everybody. Oh, she like kisses him on the lips. Interesting. Okay. Is he just like, is he just like seducing all the, all the women that work at the hospital? Friday the 29th. We get like one scene per day in this movie. That's, it's really funny. So the next, so now it's Friday. We're a couple of days before Halloween. He's at the bar. He's watching something on TV. I oh, was said this. Was he watching the dancing skeletons thing? It's some kind of weird cartoon that he's watching on TV. And he's like, get this, get this junk out of here. It's just some weird, it's the, oh, uh, interesting. That's crazy. So what a meta moment, right? Like ha- the, the, the the film Halloween is on the TV as the bartender changes the channels. The, the, the movie Halloween is on the TV. So that's really cool. That's like a meta moment. So that, that's interesting because so that's letting us know that we're not, in that world we're in a different kind of metaverse right we're we're in the mcu multiverse right we're in a different we're in a world where these characters can watch halloween on tv that's that's so cool i've totally forgot this movie has that oh it's so 80s look at these clothes and haircuts and stuff what was what's with the shampoo People must have been using like Pert Plus a lot in the 80s. Everybody's hair looks silky smooth. The doctor lies to her and says, Tell, and says that her dad said, Tell Ellie I love her. She tries to leave and he grabs her. That's really screwed up, too. There's so much screwed up shit in this movie. and he's like angrily angrily accosting his her like he's getting all pissed I don't know what the hell is going on here <laughs> this is ridiculous that's that's the whole scene I don't know what the hell is going on here interesting this looks just like the store from Stranger Things. I, I guarantee you that this film influenced the-, the Stranger Things folks. Like this theme of like the local p- mom and pop store, you know, going under because the, the- everyone's going to the shop at the mall now, right? Like that's, that's the Stranger Things season three theme. So she's checking the records They're They're investigating what is, what her father was up to. We also see the, we also see the masks uh, there on the shelf, the uh, silver shamrock masks. Mini Blankenship. Jeez, look at the wiffle ball bats. I remember those from when I was a kid. They were pretty popular. Santa Mira. He went to the he went to the place where they make the masks, the silver shamrock masks. And so the daughter says, I'm not going back to L.A. until I figure out what happened to my dad. Oh, and he's he's calling his ex-wife again to say he can't can't watch the kids. Oh, man, it's not cool, dude. Uh, that's not cool. What what a what a life though when that was it. That's it. That's the only communication you could possibly have was that one phone call. No cell phones, no nothing. You just that's it. Like he's not being able to be reached now. This is interesting too. This sidewalk looks just like the sidewalk in Halloween too. And we pan over to the, the TVs in the store window, and they're just all just blasting the silver shamrock commercial again. God, we've seen this commercial a lot so far in this movie. Silver Shamrock. All right, so we got a little driving montage. They're going to go investigate the Silver Shamrock factory. Conor O'Cochran converted it to a toy factory. Largest <laughs> a large community of Irish workers, they the largest producer of Halloween masks in the world, folks. Silver Shamrock. In the world. So, how did that guy get, like, they have to drive all the way out here. How did that guy get, like, all the way to where they were? It seems a little weird, but, okay. There's, like, a lot of Irish-themed stuff in this town, like, Dublin Inn and stuff. Uh, And there's a lot of weird, creepy people just, like, staring at them as they pull in. Like, really weird looks, like, huh, who are these people? What's happening here? company town the doctor says like you know it's one of it's it's sort of like one of these towns that like it's kind of like in that show severance I guess where like the people live in the town and work in the big factory that is there in the town and then we get our first look at a security camera right lots of security cameras wires and lenses and cameras and technology all over the place in this movie it's fascinating. And there we have it, this silver chef. We we need a plan, she says. So he suggests that they pretend to be, like, buyers, and they are going to go get a room at the motel. A little bit of a Bates, you know, Norman Bates vibe. Here, probably for that. Oh, it's Rafferty's Deluxe Gas Station. I feel like the doctor's gonna get into this ruse a little too much. It's cozy, it's quiet, and the price is just right. (laughs) it's ridiculous so meanwhile the doctor just like breaks into the office of the hotel looks at the guest book and I think he sees the name of the the guy perhaps Harry Gimage or something what's he doing We've had a lot of practice packing. Okay. Mr. Cochran, the owner of the Silver Shamrock fu- Corporation, in his creepy old limousine creeping down the road. This movie was a little weird. A great man. God, this guy's accent. Oh. And then we got a Winnebago pulling in, blaring some 80s music. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Kid's bike just goes flying off the front of the. Oh my. Oh God, what is this? Buddy and Betty from San Diego. Little Buddy. Is it busted? Oh my God. Mom says don't go in the street. Flips her the bird on his way out on the bike. What the hell? How many crazy people are just. Who's this person? Damn factory screwed up orders. This town's gone from s- s- ideal, like serene, to nuts in 10 minutes. This place is a zoo. Alright, so. <laughs> he's like. He's like. <laughs> this is so terrible. Oh my god. It's getting late. Let's have a drink before we go go to the At least he's at least he's being nice about like Oh boy. (laughs) Jesus where do you want to sleep, Doctor Chow? Is a dumb question. You know damn well where I want to sleep. Holy shit, Jesus! Her dad just died. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh man, you gotta love you gotta love it with horror movies. You gotta. Just... Oh boy, there's a curfew in this town. Wow. All right, so there's. A curfew. All residents clear the streets. Even your cats have to come inside. We see get a shot of a guy pulling a cat in, in this house. Confine your activities to your home. We, oh, we get a shot of the power lines. Gotta have the power lines. Have a pleasant evening, everyone. I feel like this movie's like rural Pennsylvania. Does not look like Northern California to me, but... All right, so now it's nighttime in Santa Mira. Santa Mira. And we got really loud security cameras that go... We got cats roaming the streets. Man, the the sound those security cameras make is just awesome. It's, It's like... Ultra-robotic noises. Oh, and then we get... Wow, the security cameras are like... They can like, they're like, see in the dark, kind of. I'm not exactly sure what this is supposed to be, but yeah, all right. <coughs> Uh-oh, so it looks like the doctor's out after curfew. Why would the store be open if there's a 6 p.m. curfew? That makes no sense. I guess maybe the shops are allowed to stay open, but the residents have to go home. Oh my god. Somebody jumps out of the shadows. Guy asks if he can have a drink. This is this is how COVID started, folks. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> so he asks this guy about the <coughs> Cochrane guy. Brought in all the so apparently Cochran doesn't hire the locals. He hires, brings in his own brings in his own people. <clears throat> Doctor's nice. He gives the guys some money, gives him a drink. <laughs> nice. He tells Cochran to go up himself. I like this scene. This drunk guy is like He's talking about burning down the Halloween factory. Last Halloween for them. Last Halloween, he says, as he shambles off down the down the dark alley. And the doctor's confused. He's like, Huh, oh, what's what's going on here? Dr. Chalice. And now we kind of follow the drunk guy for a little while. And he's kind of singing the Silver Shamrock TV commercial song. Drinking from a, a, a no-bottle he's found. <clears throat> He has a classic cheese cheese whiz on bread for dinner. Oh, and then a light is shining in his face, and we get a music cue, and it's the suit guys. Oh, they like they like corner him and they kind of put him down on his knees to take off his hat. Oh, God, they, they murder him the same way as the other guy. They just, like, break his skull open. Oh, nope, they're doing more than that. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. They just pulled the guy's head off, and his blood spurting out of his neck hole. <laughs> Holy crap. That's crazy, dude. They just, like, pulled the dude's head off. That's nuts. <laughs> yep he's dead (laughs) all right so now we're back to the the daughter i'm still not sure what her name is and she's speaking to this other woman who's there picking up an order from the factory and Ever since they started doing big, big volume business, she's drinking a coke from a bottle. Marge Gutman, and uh, she, she, we, we, we're, we're made sure to to be drawn to the fact that the. Trademark button has come off of the. Uh, that purring sound is my is my cat Mio. He's wanting to get involved. I think in the podcast as well, um, but that the trademark has come off of the uh, the mask because her kid, her kid kept throwing it against the wall, and the camera keeps showing us this little this little button. Uh, it looks like it's got a. They didn't have QR codes back then, but it looks like it has a QR code on the back of it. Maybe they did have QR codes back then. Oh, and here here we are with some gratuitous nudity, you know, as, as expected in, in horror films, right? So the daughter jumps out of the shower. She gets, okay. She wraps up in the comforter on the bed and that's weird because she's soaking wet from the shower, but okay. Uh, And then the other woman who's there on on business is sort of, you know, settles into bed and she's got a book. She's going to read for a little bit before she conks out. Um, What's she reading? Let's see. Puts her glasses on. Oh, we don't, I couldn't quite catch what she's reading. So the doctor calls the coroner. Oh, boy. So it seems like there's no organic matter in the uh, in what they're doing the autopsy on. It's all just metal shavings and plastic. So she, she thinks that someone's mixed up the samples. That's just a piece of the car that they're autopsying. It's interesting to these, the hotel has like these like bright pink doors. Interesting. Doctor arrives back to the room and he's got his, his whiskey and he's got his bucket of ice and the, the daughter's just like seducing him. She's in some lingerie. <clears throat> Gotta have a sex scene if it's a horror movie. like let's focus on the let's focus on the task at hand we're here to like investigate like her father's like and they're just like they just can't resist each other it's like a pretty like you know yeah that's it's a little more like a little longer a little more than we got from the last movie you know but so they do their thing and now they're laying in bed in the moonlight And the, the commercial comes on. This commercial never stops and they kind of start to go at it again. <laughs> she's like, aren't you tired? And she's like, no. that's cringy yes uh, yeah there's there's some weird stuff with it there's some cringy stuff in this movie i'm older than i look okay like we might want to make we want to confirm um carlos cast i'm not sure which so we cut back to the other woman who's reading the book and she can't sleep either and she's reading listening to some music she turns the light off notices the uh the silver shamrock trademark token on her, on the floor and investigates. And what do we, what, what is it? Let's see what's on the back. It's like a little microchip. She says, Why is there a microchip in the back of this thing? And she pulls out a, she pulls out a bobby pin from her hair, starts poking the microchip. Holy shit, and it, like, shoots a laser beam at her face. <laughs> They're just thinking out, who cares? Oh, my good God, that, the button, like, melted her face off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that is gross. Oh, God, there's a bug crawling out of it? Holy shit, what the hell? Oh... That's F, that she's still alive? Oh my God, man, this movie's brutal. It's gross. That's like, ah, oh, good God, that is, that is gross, man. What is going on with these silver shamrock masks? Now we get to see the doctor's ass. What the hell is that, he says. He hears a noise outside in the middle of the night. What the hell is that? And he's going to go investigate with his mustache. Uh, So it's like a bunch of silver shamrock, like, lab-coated people. And it looks like they're going to to bring out the woman. And he goes out, and he's just going to be like, Hey, what's going on, guys? Marge? The hotel owner tells him to... Mr. Cochran's in charge of the patient, of course. Oh, here he comes. Mr. Cochran. Oh, Mr. Cochran is... Oh, Mr. Cochran is here. That guy... What is he from? I feel like I've seen him in something else. So they take away Marge, who just had her face melted off and a bug crawled out of her throat. And the, the, the Dr. Chalice doesn't think this is, uh, he doesn't like this scene. yeah like there's not really there's not really much happening in this movie what what are we forty six minutes into this thing like <clears throat> I don't know hopefully we get some something something needs to start happening I think here soon' cause... so the he heard them say the word misfire. And they kind of discuss it, and they end up just falling asleep until morning. Saturday the 30th, so the day before Halloween, we hear the factory whistle blowing, and Dr. Chalice is like on the phone again, calling the coroner. So, she's got she's got nothing but ashes and car parts. Yeah, because cars have tons of like springs and stuff in them. <laughs> Connell Cochran. If they do a little flirtatious a telephone exchange and oh and there's like a microphone attached to the back of the desk oh my there's all sorts of nefarious stuff going on in this weird little town here <clears throat> so alright so now we're back at the factory there's a semi truck tearing out I guess shipping out some more masks why does this town look familiar to me I don't know it's odd to me I don't know it's like there's, a, there's something about it but uh So like, uh, I don't know. They're like him. And- I still still. And we get like a Michael Myers moment of like the the suit guy like kind of popping over. Um. So now they're at the factory, and everybody's into Halloween at the factory. They have Halloween buttons, and there's like masks around and stuff. So the the receptionist directs them to speak to Red. Headed out to the north. The investigation continues. And then... it's the family. Buddy. C- Wait, so his name is Cup and the doctor's name is Chalice? <coughs> What's with that? What's with the cup imagery? When do we get him seeing making the masks? Real soon, little buddy. Oh, Cupfer. Still, Cupfer. All right, so this is the number one salesperson for Silver Shamrock Masks, Buddy Cupfer. Mr. Cochran is creepy. The whole thing's on me. Take it on. Hey, thanks, Mr. Cochran. He's so incredible. It's the incredible Mr. Cochran. He's the best. Buddy Kupfer invites them to get a tour of the factory, and they say, yeah, let's get a tour of the factory. This is an hour like PBS afternoon special how Halloween masks are made. This is kind of neat, though. Actually, I kind of think this is cool. Getting the rubber molds and stuff, and it's a good mold. They're just making these by hand, like that's crazy. Mister Cochran is just explaining the process of making the mass. It's kind of like a documentary at this point, like. I don't know. It's a cool movie. I like it still. It's neat, but like what's happening right now? What's happening in this movie? Oh my god, what is this organ machine with a drum and kick drum and cymbal built into it and oh, there's some creepy shit in this guy's office. (laughs) I guess this is like a toy factory, right? So he's got all these old toys and stuff. He invented sticky to he's the practical joke inventor. Oh, that's that's not messed up at all. All right. little buddy he's like here take take this one little buddy put that on put that on your head and right we we realized at this point that like these masks are screwed up right like they're gonna basically turn your face into pudding and <laughs> oh my god All right. Still making our way through the factory. Lots of factory scenes. we are an hour in now? Yeah. All right. Oh, what's the final processing cup for asks? You know, the usual. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm pretty sure one of the extras looked at the camera right there. This. This place looks so familiar. I swear they've they filmed something else in this place in this hallway right here. I know I've seen it before. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know what, but maybe it's this that I remember. <laughs> Final processing. There's a giant there's a giant sign that says Final Processing. There's hope for us yet. Well, she just the Kupfer's wife just wants to be rich. So the doctor looks up at the top of the building and he sees like some some of these weird suit dudes just sort of standing guard around like sentinels, you know. So the doctor and, and the daughter. So the doctor is starting to realize that like these guys in the suits look a lot like the guy that killed her father, his friend's father. And then Ellie... Oh, her name's Ellie. So Ellie sees her father's car in this garage. She runs over to it, and like four or five of these suit dudes just like pop out of the woodwork. And they're just like, no. (laughs) Trade secrets, says Cochran. And looks super evil. Oh, Dr. Chalice. Um. Doctor Chalice has his time for the Marines. What the hell? She's like furiously packing the one tiny little basket suitcase that they brought. All right, so Doctor Chalice leaves to go call the police and leaves the door slightly ajar to the hotel room. So that that seems that seems smart. Um, so one more time back to the office phone. Nobody's there this time though. Uh, but I think the shit's about to start hitting the fan in this movie. So there's a woman in a red dress dancing on the television. Oh, can't can't complete the call. And then the Silver Shamrock commercial comes on the TV again. Cannot complete the call. Uh, He's like, oh, what's going on here? He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. This is a good shot. This is a very Halloweenish, John Carpenter kind of shot of him walking towards the camera out of the office. We hear like a, a smoke alarm. And he can't find Ellie. But there is a dark room. Oh my God. There's five of these suit guys. They're so creepy. They're just standing there like creeps in the dark. He closes the door. They start breaking the door down. Oh my God, they're just busting in. He jumps out the back window. Mr. Cochran's with him, I think. Is that Cochran? I couldn't tell. All right, now he's just running through the night, running through the shadows. He kind of slips and falls down. There's stuff everywhere. Chasing him down. He's hiding from the from the monsters, I guess. From the robots, I guess. I'm not sure what they are yet. But he's just sprinting around. He's running up towards the factory. It looks like. He dodges down behind a <laughs> behind a little fence, and he's like in the in the tall grass. The Silver Shamrock Patrol team is just driving around looking for him. Oh, they have Ellie. They took Ellie. They brought her to the factory for final processing. He's can't, you can't, you can't there's no cell phones. You gotta use pay phones. And they've got the pay phones controlled, man. This dude doesn't get it. He's just like hiding, hiding the payphone. He's a good hider. He's just like sneaking around the town. Get out of there, Chalice. Hey, we get a train track crossing again. I wonder if we have railroad crossing signals in every single Halloween movie. All right, so he kind of ducks under a fence. That's like the most ineffective fence ever. It's just like there's plenty of room to crawl under it and through through it. It's, why is it even closed? Uh, it's terrible. Um, and then he just kind of creeps around, I guess he's at the factory now and he's kind of just creeping around. You can see the shadow of the camera on the wall. That's amazing. Oh my God. I love it. That's so awesome that you can see this camera, the shadow of the camera person holding the camera on the brick wall. That's, that's incredible. Um, and he's just kind of creeping around the factory, I guess. I'm not sure why he would go to the factory, but sure. I do like the witch masks, like, kind of hanging around. That's just kind of creepy to have in the background. But, like, what are we at now? Like, an hour? We're at an hour and 38 seconds? What's happened so far in this movie? I hope the last half hour's strong, because I do like the 80s vibes. But, like, what's the plot of this? The robots are trying to kill us, I guess. That's about it. So we need to, like, get... Let's get to it. Enough creeping around. Let's get to it. So he he somehow, like, creeps his way down into old man Cochran's like secret basement vault of, of classic toys and creepy masks and, uh, kind of makes his way into Cochran's inner sanctum. <clears throat> There's like a bunch of musical instruments. There's a scale in here for some reason, a sofa, American flag, uh, and the security camera. You got dodge that security camera, dude. You know, like classic, like metal gear style. Like get under it, get your soliton radar activated. Um, all right, and he's just kind of he's just kind of creeping through the inner sanctum of the of the toy factory. Now he's like in Cochran's office. There's a a little bit of a, an open door, and he kind of opens it a little more and peers in. And what what's in the door? Oh my! A strange old woman knitting by a fireplace in a back room, dimly lit. What the hell's happening? Where's the girl? He says. Where is she? Where is she? Oh, God, he gets, shakes her head, falls off. Her goddamn head fell off. Oh, and she's just a robot inside. She's just made of clockwork and chains and machinery. She's just a robot human. Oh, dear, dear Lord. Oh, and then a, a, a glove guy pops out of the shadows and throws Dr. Chalice across a table. Oh, he throws him into some packaging peanuts. Oh, here comes the robot guy. Chalice punches him It does nothing. He says, oh, Jesus, it's it's, nothing, no effect. The robot is going to squeeze Chalice's head to a pulp. How will Dr. Chalice escape this fate? He throws him around into some boxes, and then he sets him down on the ground to like pop his head. Chalice uses his, his manly legs to get the upper hand on the robot. And then he punches his fist into the... Ro- oh, and Garmon Bozia comes out of his mouth. He punches his fist into the robot, and it's just like... It's just like wires and earwax and yellow Garmon bozia coming out of his mouth. Oh, God. He's a friggin' robot. And Dr. Chalice, what, like, passes out? Some other robots get him? And Cochran comes on the scene, holding the head of the of the knitting woman. Clumsy, he says. Seventeen eighty five was made in Germany. Uh, Mr. Cochran tells him Ellie's resting. The doctor's... Dr. Chellis. Uh, his hand... He starts wiping his hand off with his handkerchief. Oh, his hand is just covered in this gross goo. He's just sort of shocked now. Like, Chalice is just, like, immobilized. Like, and they take him away. All right, so plot twist discoveries. They're robots. They're Sunday the 31st. All right, so Halloween. And, uh, Halloween. It says Halloween on the screen. All right, we're at an hour and five minutes in now. So it's Halloween, Sunday, and, uh, they escort Dr. Chalice out of the factory. Cochrane and all of his creepy robots. It's a cool shot, like up in the air like that. Cochrane takes a breath of air and he's just super excited for, for the day. Oh, they bring him to final processing. <clears throat> Chalice is just like not even putting up a fight at this point. He's just he just he's just like so. Dumbfounded by what he's experienced. Just another form of mask making, the outer features. So yeah, he's got robots. He's got robots. It's like Westworld. It's very Westworld-y all of a sudden now right like automatons loyal obedient it was quite easy to make the internal components uh, like why is he like explaining his plan to dr chalice like everybody else they just murder flat out murder <laughs> ancient technology Oh, my. All right, we're in some weird... (coughs) Some weirdness now. We're in, like, close encounters of the third kind. All kinds of technology and monitoring stations. There's some kind of weird space rock in the middle. All these scientists and scaffolding and lighting crews are exploring it and stuff. What a set. It's an impressive set, actually. Ah, so it's Stonehenge. It's the, So this is the guy that's... He stole the Stonehenge stone, right? He just laughs and says, you wouldn't believe how he did it. So we're not going to tell you because we don't know. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. So Stonehenge has a force. A power. A particle. Demonstrate, he says. This is cool. It's like all one shot. I love these. Like I said in the last episode, I love all these little one shot moments like Ellie is strapped to a table somewhere. All right, there, that's the end of the one shot. Right in there, says Cochran. Oh God, let's see a demonstration. I wish they had leaned into this a little more, honestly, like like this. I like that they're getting to it now, but like kind of Cochrane is like a mad scientist experimenting guy, like a Skinner box kind of thing. I think it would be cool to like, lean into that a little more. So they, they bring this family, right? Cup for the top sales family. They, they bring them into this little facade of a living room and they're like, oh, look at this. This is just a fake room. They hand him a notepad and a pencil. Test room A. And they're just kind of testing it and like monitoring and watching. Oh, maybe they're not going to have Halloween. Is that like a meta reference? Like maybe there won't be a Halloween movie next year? Probably not. All right, TV flickers on. I love the 80s staticky TV stuff. We hear some beeps and boops of technology turning on and then this Silver Shamrock commercial comes on. (laughs) <laughs> Don't get too close; you'll ruin your eyes. So the commercial asks all the kids to put their masks on and get a, get close to the TV set, and then we start seeing that flashy pumpkin from the beginning of the movie—the one that we were presented with—and it's just kind of, it's kind of flashing. Uh, and like we see, like the the little chip flashing. Oh, something's going on with this kid's... Oh, my God. Oh, his face is melting. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, grasshoppers are coming out of his mouth. That's so gross. Oh, his body's just, like, decomposing, uh, it's, it's, the mother fag, oh, god, there's snakes coming out now, holy shit, what's happening? Oh, it's so gross. Oh, my god, dude, what is, this? oh, god, that, that's gross. Oh. <laughs> That's gross. The snake coming out of the kid's mouth. Oh, there's snakes everywhere now. There's rattlesnakes. This guy's getting bitten by rattlesnakes. Oh, my God. Dr. Chalice is getting pissed. He's clenching his fists. This scene's intense, man. The, the, The sound and the flashing and all the nonsense. Oh, gross, dude. And there's just, like, snakes slithering around everybody's body, and there's spiders and crickets everywhere. Ah. That's effed up. I like it though. It's very creepy. All right. So we we got our demonstration of. I guess what the masks are going to do. So somehow Stonehenge is like responsible for this. I, I don't know. Sure. Some stuff's happening. All right, now we got the Halloween, Happy Halloween, everybody! Oh, sweet! Can we just like—is everyone just gonna just gonna happen? To everybody, Dayton, Ohio. Everybody's got these masks. They're so popular. New York, New York, <laughs> New York, New York. Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, can we get a Haddonfield, Illinois flash here? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All the kids are out trick-or-treating, apparently in the middle of the day. Los Angeles, California. That's a really cool shot. Up on the hill above LA, and these kids are just like wearing the masks in a line, like walking across the camera. That's really cool. Seattle, Washington. Washington. And then we see the doctor's kids with their masks on. Oh, that's a great shot, too, from Phoenix, Arizona, with the the, the orange sun setting over the horizon. It's Halloween night now in Phoenix. That's a great... That's... This part... Of, I like this part of the movie. It's good stuff. Sort of city shining below. Everybody... All the kids with their masks. Everybody getting ready for the 9 o'clock giveaway. And the coroner is trying to get in touch with Dr. Chalice. There's some really nice 80s chill music playing in the background. And she's having some trouble getting through. She's like looking at the gears and the gizmos and she's just like, what is this stuff? Keeps trying. She's just kind of relaxing in the in the in the morgue. Uh oh. There's an automaton automaton coming into the morgue. Very Michael Myers esque, right? Like, Then he, oh God, what? He goes for a drill? These robot humans have some creative ways to kill people, I guess. He goes for a damn drill. So meanwhile, she's like playing around with this little spring-loaded gizmo here and she's like, what is this thing? That's not part of a car. a black gloved hand puts the drill down on the, on the medical table and And she's just sort of puzzled over these weird parts that she pulled out of the car. And I guess she realizes something. Oh, as soon as she calls for the sheriff, she's attacked by the robot and he grabs the, the damn drill ah what what the hell oh oh yeah he drilled into her oh that's gross dude oh ew I do like how like the elevator music is like still playing in the background like the scary music comes up when she's getting killed but like the elevator music continues as we see her dead on the floor interesting surprisingly like uh unviolent like we infer what happens there we don't actually see any blood or any like gore right so i wonder if i wonder if they had so i wonder what this movie is rated actually maybe they only had a certain amount they could so chalice is strapped to a chair Oh man. He asks them why. And now we're getting we're getting this cool monologue about what Halloween actually is. That's cool. In the in the Celtic lands. This is a good monologue. That's cool that he pronounces Sawin correctly. Like, in the second film, we see Sam Hain written. They don't really know how to say it. Sawin is how you pronounce that. And, like, witchcraft. This is cool. See, this This stuff's cool. The planets are in alignment. It's time again for the witching hour. He puts the skull mask on the doctor. Halloween is on the TV again. That's We hear the music from the Halloween film. That's so cool. And he says, in a very evil way, Happy Halloween, while we hear the theme from Halloween playing on the TV, like, see, there's some cool stuff in this movie, like, this is a really amazing meta moment here, like, that's so neat that we're getting, uh, I I love it, It's, it's really cool. He's watching Laurie Strode, like, wander over to the other house. So cool. so cool that speech that Cochran gave to about like saw and the Celtic Hills and the, the Halloween is this this moment when like the barrier between worlds kind of fades down I love that like I wish I, I would love to believe that to be real like on Halloween night like the, the veil between the living and the dead world like grows thin and like you can kind of cross through that like that's just a cool concept I just love that we get the music from Halloween here in in this scene. That's so cool. All right. So Chalice goes over and he's trying to like kick the TV so that he doesn't have to watch it. I guess he's kind of in. Oh my God. He kicks his feet right through the damn TV screen. I guess he's kind of inferred that uh, the TV is what triggers the mask, but it's cool. That's another like, you know, I'll just fire walk with me by David Lynch. This movie begins with the TV being smashed. So I don't know. I think it's interesting that he smashes the TV that's showing Halloween, right? Because like, I think they were trying to like sort of change Halloween. They were trying to change the movies here, right? So he uses a shard from the, from the glass of the television to break it and then cut his binds and then take off the mask. So he's safe. He throws the mask. Oh, wow, what a toss. He tosses the mask directly up onto the security camera and just nails it. And now the security camera has the mask on it and they can't see anything. And that's cool. All right, now Charles is making his escape. I like the skull up in the corner hanging off the security camera. That's cool looking. All right, so somehow he manages to unscrew the, the air vent, and now he's going to slither his way out through the, the ventilation system. You know, because those are definitely big enough for like a large male to, uh, you know, cl- climb through. The big giveaway. You got to save the children, Dr. Chalice. You got to stop this nonsense before the big giveaway at nine, dude. Once Halloween is over, once that movie's over, it's all over. Classic scene of like peering into the lair through the air vents. Malfunction. Malfunction, sir. Camera two, malfunction. Malfunction. They discover that Chalice has escaped. He's in the air vents. I mean, that seems pretty obvious. Go get him. He pops up right next to a security camera. Pops back down. All right, now he's running around the rooftops. A lot of, like, tactical espionage action in this part of the movie. All right, he's he's creeping around, he's running around, he's trying to get somewhere. Not sure. All right, cool. And then we got some boxes, lots of masks that need to get shipped out. Yeah, it's a shame. I kind of I think I think if they had leaned a little more into like the witchcraft element of this and like the Sawane rituals and like that sort of element, I think this would have been more of a more of a thing, you know. I know like in the 80s that whole witchcraft stuff was pretty Taboo. And now he's trying to make a phone call again. I like the little. Bu- I like the little bucket on the table with the palm trees and the sunset. He calls his wife. He's trying. To, he's trying to tell her to get rid of the kids' masks. See? She won't listen to him. All right. The robots are roaming around trying to find Dr. Chalice. And they're coming, so he has to get out of there. Meanwhile, Ellie is just, like, asleep on a table. Oh, he just he just immediately goes directly to where she is. Somehow he knows exactly where she is. south corridor how did he know to go there that doesn't make sense all right all these suit guys are roaming around yeah all right so he emancipates ellie and they have about half an hour left until the nine o'clock showdown oh here comes the robos get away from the robos run away from the robos Yeah, this one's a tough sell. I mean, I like certain aspects of this film. There's The masks are cool. The idea of, like, what's going on is cool, but I don't know. There's a lot of, like, I don't know. There's a lot of downtime in this movie. It feels like, oh, what is this nonsense? They're just, like, creeping across using the mask cart. No one's noticing that? That's That's ridiculous, dude. What is that about? These robots are kind of dumb, I guess. Meanwhile, Mr. Cochran is just, like, in the circle. <laughs> There's, like, a circle of technology. That's, that's all there is. Oh, bow. it's a robot. Watch out for that robot. Watch out for that robot. I guess he's trying to figure out a way to, like, stop this whole thing from happening. Like, cut the feed, I guess but I don't know they go back and forth a little bit here the scene's a little the scene's dragging a little bit I think I think the thing with this movie like the original film was it like built the tension because it was slow paced but I don't feel like this movie is building the tension I feel like it's just kind of just slow paced like you still kind of know that they're going to like save the day I guess maybe or something I don't know like it's just not quite the same usually I like when things are slower but this The slowness of this doesn't feel the same for some reason. It's weird. I love all the old tech, though. Like, the the magnetic tape spinning and stuff is great. Just blinking lights and keyboards and stuff, numbers, just, like, random graphics. Red and green, like, lit up buttons on a big panel. Like, it's just, yeah, like, the technology stuff is just great. It's funny, like, the conceptions of these control rooms back then were like, oh, there's a lot of big stuff. But really, the reality is, is, like, everything got smaller, right? So now, like, an entire control room is just, like, into, you know, a tablet. Um, I guess this, this isn't really, like, a futuristic thing, though. It's like, this actually is 82. He just starts pushing random. He just starts pushing random buttons. He, he's, he's just... He's just pushing random buttons. There, he's there. What is Cochran doing? He's just like staring. Okay, whatever. He just pushed random buttons and he turned on the hypnosis for the robots to see. Whatever, dude. What now? What's he going to do now? Oh, Jesus. It's a whole box of those weird buttons. They're like little bombs. He's just taking them all out with those little. Oh, my God. It's like the Fourth of July in there. He's just blowing up everything. He's just short circuiting all the robots, taking them all down. One fell swoop. All right. I did it. All that's left now is Cochrane. There's, a, I don't know, there's a weird vibe to this movie. Like, I don't know, there's something interesting about it. But um, yeah, so Cochrane's just sort of like staring around. We get these really odd, like, like sort of, I guess it's from the point of view of the Stonehenge Rock view of Cochrane. Oh, my, what is what is this? There's some weird light forming around the computers in the little circle. Cochran sort of creepily claps at them, from as they're up in the rafters. What is this weird circle happening here? Is it some sort? It's like commu- like the stone is creating some. Oh my! Cochran gets laser beamed by the stone and the circle at the same time, and now he's like, "What is that? The shit." Okay, he just disappeared. Sort of had, had a smile on his face. The, everything blows up. Everything just blows up. And they just run out and the, the factory just is on fire and in shambles and it's like post-apocalyptic flames engulfing the town. And they just, they, they're out of there. They drive away. Man, they wrap that up, right? One, one hour and 30 minutes. Man, they wrap that up real quick. They're just checking the radio. Oh, they hear the they hear the Shamrock commercial on the radio. Uh oh. Is is Ellie a robot now? Oh shit! Oh, Ellie's a robot. No, that's a good twist. That's a good twist very west world right maybe the doctor is a robot too doesn't even know it oh she's like tearing his face off he's just driving through the woods trying to survive the attack oh he smashes into a tree car trunk pops open that's funny he flops out of the car where's the ellie bot she's out uh we see her hand in there still she's still in the car I love the little, meow, meow. oh, it's not her, it's her whole arm is torn off, she's behind him, she grabs his throat, she's gonna get him, he reaches in the car for something that's in there, tire iron, just smashes her face with it, Jesus, oh, look at her, oh, God, look at her arm, her arm cord is like flopping, Uh oh. Oh, he takes her head right off. It's just classic robot head decapitation moment, and all the innards come out, yellow goo. So where's the real Ellie? Is she dead? Are you gonna go back for her? Are you gonna go try to save her? Nah, nah. He's gonna leave that arm. He's gonna leave that arm stuffed on the side of that. Oh my god, the shot of her like laying there on the ground with like her head off and her eyes still moving. That's very evil, daddy. It's a little campy. Oh, God. Oh, and the arm attacks him. Oh, my God. That's stupid. That's like pure evil dead nonsense. Oh, it's not that. Like, come on. Like, really, the rest of the arm is just off camera. That's all you got. He He just tosses the arm off into the dirt. Oh, the hand is still writhing, spewing out yellow ooze. I think it's just confusing because, like, we get the whole Saw Wayne's season of the witch. The movie's called. Oh my god, the Elliebot is still trying to kill him. What the hell? Oh god, Elliebot. <laughs> ridiculous like it's the season of the witch and there's all this talk about like ancient ritual sacrifice and this weird stone hench stone that has the magical powers but then there's also like random robots that don't make any sense like why are there robots i feel like they kind of had two ideas for this movie and they couldn't decide which one to go with and so they just kind of mixed them together (laughs) and the doctor now runs off into the darkness Oh cool, we're gonna kinda of get the scene from the beginning mirrored now with the doctor. That's cool. He's like where's your phone? It's life and death. All right, it's almost it's thirty seconds till nine o'clock. The the doctor is just pleading with whoever he's talking to on the phone to, to get the thing off the off the TV. Oh and oh, just like that, just in time. Oh They're trying to find the they're trying to find the nine o'clock giveaway but it's not there. Who did this guy call? Who is he talking to? Like the local television station? Stop it. Is he talking about this movie right now? He's talking about the movie. That's the end. Alright, we got Cupfer, Chalice, Grimbridge, Harry Grimbridge, Walter Jones, Nurse Agnes, Red, Assassin. There's a there's a person in this world named Dick Warlock who plays an assassin in this movie. Holy shit, that's awesome. Um Dick Warlock. Uh What a name. Uh, Yeah, all right. Well, there you have it, folks. Halloween 3, kind of all over the place. starts out strong with a cool intro, kind of goes downhill from the intro. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of a neat idea. At least they tried something, right? Like, it's funny because they had, like, a great concept with Michael Myers and they just completely abandoned it. But I think it was cool that they had you know, Halloween on the TV in that movie a couple of times. It was kind of a neat meta thing, and I don't know. It's a fun movie. It's kind of interesting. Like, the ending is a weird cliffhanger because we don't know if the plan went through or not. We don't really know what happened to and He just kind of got, like, teleported away. Uh, we don't know if the kids all died or whatever. Uh, I'm going to just assume that they did, that all the kids just, their heads turned into snakes and, like, that universe is just screwed now and uh, we, we won't ever go back to that universe. We'll continue on with the uh, original Halloween universe henceforth. Um, <laughs> but I will say, and I'll talk about this more later, but in the newer, in Halloween Kills, the second in the newer trilogy of Halloween films, uh, there's a throwback, kind of a, a, a reference to those masks that some of the kids in that movie uh, are wearing the silver shamrock uh, masks from Halloween 3. So Yeah. I hope you enjoyed watching that with me. Um, That one's a weird one for sure, but you know, there's a couple of cool moments, but definitely a lot of ideas. I think that uh, didn't quite come together in that movie, but that was Halloween three season of the witch. Uh, And next time, We will cover Halloween 4. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Two Gamers with Love. And, uh, yeah, stay spooky, kids. I'll see you next time.